Righto team, it's time to join Griffo and I in this episode of Funny Business. Poorly named, I'd have to say, given we are talking about how to cope when business is anything but funny. Welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You, so much more importantly, are a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing, and that is exactly what we do around here. If you are a new listener to this show, you have entered a space where your marketing is about to take your business to a whole nother level. And we are very kindly brought to you today by the good folk at Net Registry who get your online marketing sorted, a little bit more on them in a minute, as well as 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace where you get a design you love guaranteed. Got to love that. Hey, uh, big show today. Australia's number one small business author, Andrew Griffiths, joins me. And we throw around some strategies for keeping your business running during a crisis. I tackle a listener question about social media links, about my social media links, actually. I share an amazing result a listener and coaching client of mine has had. Mind-blowing. Hashtag mind-blowing. I've got an inspiring marketing quote from that celebrated marketer, Martin Luther King. Plus, we'll have a little check-in. So much to cover, so little time. As per usual, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Join the Small Business Big Marketing community and have your marketing questions answered by other motivated business owners, including Timbo, over at crankmymarketing.com. Righto, time for a check-in. How are you going? How's business? Cranking? I've still got the man flu. Yep. But with the man flu comes more time to read. I've had to put my feet up, which I don't normally do. Right now, I am reading uh, the biography of Keith Richards, Rolling Stone kind of guy. Very interesting. It's kind of a biography, as you would imagine, about music, but he does make the point that he did the hours. There's a couple of pages in it where he just talks about doing the hours. When he was a young bloke, out of school, when everyone else was out partying, he was studying music, blues to be specific. I think there's a lesson there for us. You're doing the hours by listening to this show. You've got to study. You've got to know more than the competition. And, you know, you're doing that by listening to this show, reading books about marketing, business, networking, speaking to others, being the best business owner you can be. So well done for that. And I'll tell you what, the Keith Richards bio, it's pretty bloody good. Uh, Welcome. Welcome. 32 new forum members have signed up in the last week. Threatened with the idea of a price rise. They came out of the woodwork. And I love that. 
Oh, I wish it was a. I wish it was two hundred and thirty-two. But I'm happy with thirty-two. Lukey's happy happy with thirty-two. He's my forum offsider. Hey, yeah, uh, we've got we've got new members from Northern Ireland, and the Shetland Islands off Scotland. Don't quite know where they are. They'd be cold, I reckon. We've got new members. One's a nurse who looks after sick and injured horses. Got DJs. Got yoga teachers. Got interior designers. We've got people inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum from all over the world, from all different businesses, categories, industries. It's exciting. B2B, that's business to business. B2C, business to consumer. But most importantly, they're all P2P, people to people. But seriously, guys, welcome all 32 new members in the last week. It doesn't mean you can't still join... 69 bucks a month. Think of it as like marketing insurance and head over to uh, crankmymarketing.com and sign up now. I call it the inner circle. It's our secret place where we grow our businesses. Hey, uh, what else have I got? This week, speaking, it's Small Business Month in Victoria. I'm hosting an event for, uh, for Census in Richmond on Tuesday, talking about digital marketing. And I'm off to Perth, uh, on Thursday for a job on Friday for ConnectWise, talking to some IT kind of guys, giving a helpful marketing keynote and running a one-hour workshop on podcasting. Big news next week. I'll be uh, speaking at a podcasting conference in Australia later this year. Happy with that. Uh, What else have I got? Oh, what about... It's been a big week, despite the fact that I've had man flu. I have man flu. It has been a big week. So I am going to go on a little bit today. Stick with me. Big responses to the last two episodes with David Warren about outsourcing. You know, every now and then you feel like you've, you've, you've hit pay dirt or you've hit the oil. I think David's done that with his outsourcing solutions. If you haven't listened to episode, I think it's 254 and 255, then they're great stories and great insights into how to successfully outsource specifically to the Philippines. Um, As I said, I'm going on one of his tours on September 21, three-day tour, and there's been a number of listeners who have booked. Thank you for that. There's been a number of listeners who have just, in fact, David, he's spending the next week, I just spoke to him before I hit record today. Uh, He has got a lot of phone calls with listeners in the coming week about helping them start their outsourcing journey. To get more stuff done with less, without breaking the bank, um, it's exciting times. So head over, if you want to make contact with David, maybe you want to come on one of these outsourcing tours to the Philippines, but even if you don't, even if you just want to put an outsourcing team together of, you know, whatever, VAs or bookkeepers or designers, whatever it may be, head over to um, rockingtheboattours.com because that's... uh, That's where you can make contact with him. And tell him Timbo sent you. I hope it's been a great week for you. Next week, I think it's just going to get better and better. Stick with me here. Let's get in a huddle and just agree, look each other in the eye and say, you know what? Every week going forward, my business, your business is going to grow exponentially. Support for this show comes from 99designs, where dozens of designers compete to deliver a fast, affordable design you'll love. Speaking of love, their big cheese, Patrick Llewellyn, recently compared 99designs to a dating site. We really think of contests almost like 
the dating paradigm. You go to a nightclub, it's noisy, there's a lot of people to meet, you get to meet a lot of people, and if you're lucky, you know, at the end of that process, you might meet someone, right? And then you go on and, and, and have dates. And so a contest is kind of like that paradigm. You put up your proposal, lots of designers submit their ideas, and then you start to whittle down to a few of the ones that really resonate with you. And then ultimately, you pick one of them. And once you've picked that one designer, the chances of you going on to work with that designer to get other things designed is actually very high. 99 Designs, where love is in the air. For a free $99 upgrade on your first design, visit 99designs.com forward slash Timbo. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Hey, now I've got to share, I've got to share this wonderful, wonderful email I received from a long-time listener and a marketing coaching client of mine. Uh, I won't mention names, but there is massive learning here, team. Massive, massive learning. Listen to what this guy has done and go and apply it to your business right now. He says, Timbo, I thought I would share this one with you. This happened since I've been taking more of an interest in marketing after listening to your podcast. I have now taken a different tack when quoting or pitching to potential customers. Our customers are many and varied and all with different problems. (laughs) Welcome to the world. It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all industry. This happened in a meeting with a very big corporate prospect recently. Me on one side of a big boardroom table, four of them on the other. (laughs) Oh, gee. They uh, They brought the army. They started with the so... What is it you guys do? I know you sell stuff, but what makes you so special? So, I started with, I'm not here to talk about me. What's your problem? Them. Silence. Me. I mean, I can sit and tell you how great I am, but that means nothing to you. Oh, I'm loving his thinking already. already. Them. What do you mean? Me. I can bang on about price, service, range all day, but until I solve your problems and make your life easier, I am just like everyone else. (laughs) Oh, I get excited when I read stuff like this. Them. Well, we do have some issues at the moment. Me. Like what? (laughs) And that started the conversation. I never gave them any prices, any brands, any range. I promised them one thing. You tell me what problems you have and I will provide you with a solution. He then goes on to say, so that led into some supply problems they were having with other suppliers. We ended up cutting their lead time down from six weeks to six hours. That's problem solving right there. Love that. We started off by supplying just one product. Now, business with them has grown. And we supply about 300 SKUs. There's an acronym. That would be stock keeping units. They are now our best customer. And then this listener goes on to talk about how this approach has led to even more referrals. How good's that? Hey, the lesson there is 
We are all problem solvers. You've heard me talk about that before. I talk about it a lot in the forum. Helpful marketing is based around the idea that you are there to solve the problems of your clients. This, this, listen, <laughs> that's the email, is proof. Go and solve your clients' problems and you'll win. Support for this show comes from NetRegistry, a one-stop shop for getting your online marketing sorted. Verity Ma, their chief marketing officer, recently told me this story of a very happy mechanic. So one of my favourite stories of customers that I heard was a salesperson was talking to a mechanic and he was talking about what sort of email he would like to have and what kind of hosting, whether he wants cloud or cPanel hosting. And the mechanic just said, look, I don't care, build my website, here's my phone number, make my phone ring and send me the bill. And that was the last we heard of him. He didn't provide us content. He didn't provide us any details about his business. We had his contact details. We wrote all the content and we just got his phone ringing and sent him the bell. Net Registry, where happy mechanics go to grow their business online. Visit netregistry.com.au or give them a buzz on 1300 638 734. And tell them Timbo sent you. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Griffo. Timbo. <laughs> how are you, mate? Mate, I'm close to death. You and me both. Close to death. I, 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 how have we managed to pull this episode together with man flu? I, I don't know. I don't know. I certainly know that I'm not getting uh, any sympathy from around here, so that's why I called you. We didn't have an episode <laughs> planned. <laughs> we just needed some loving. We needed some loving as survivors of, uh, well, we haven't survived yet. Let's not get preemptive about yeah, this. This correct. could go anyway. We, could, we might not make it. Listen, I, I don't know. Uh, I've never had a baby, but uh, uh, man flu, is it like giving birth? Is it, is, is <laughs> that? Why are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> you read into that what you like, hey? <laughs> Just stir in the pot, ladies. Just stir in the pot. Hey, um, buddy, um, I reckon we get stuck into this. This is a like looking at this topic. One could argue argue that it's a little sombre. How mm. to stay productive in business during a crisis? Mm-hmm. Sombre. Let's look for gags along the way to, to just lighten things up a bit lighten when we're talking the load, about mate. Yep. dealing with crisis. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a bit sombre. It is a bit sombre, but but it's a good topic to talk about. We all have to deal with crisis at some stage. So if you, you know, if you don't deal with it right, well, maybe things do get more sombre. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, correct. You, know, you, you lose your business. Well, and let's define crisis because in, in the context of this question about how to stay productive in business during a crisis, we're not talking about losing a staff member. You know, we are talking about the proverbial hitting the fan either in one's personal life or business life, yeah? I think so. Maybe you lose that big client, lose a contract. Death in the family. Death in the family, absolutely. Illness, you know, business owner. Man flu. I mean, like, this is why we're doing this topic. Exactly. Is there a more relevant uh, topic to be talking about now? I don't think so. But when you mix them all together, I, I kind of think of it maybe as anything that could actually risk our business. We, you know, we might have a, or yeah. lose our house kind of thing, same thing, yeah, yeah. realistically, a crisis which is serious enough that it has big ramifications. Okay, good, good definition. So mm. um, we've both got quite a few points of how to, uh, how to get through this. What's your first one, mate? Are you, leading, are you keeping your powder dry or are you leading with the big gun? 
I always keep the powder a little bit dry, mm. but I, I have personally, I've certainly dealt with some crisis in business and uh, personal crisis, health issues, um, you know, death in the family, all those kind of things. So always while I've been self-employed, I kind of really thought back about those times. What did I do? Because I remember just how challenging they actually were. And, uh, and I think one of the things that I found really important for me was to establish um, new routines and rituals for when I'm going through this crisis period. So, for example, I might have had my routines and rituals beforehand mm-hmm. that used to, you know, get stuff done and all the rest of it, but all of a sudden, um, when it was, for me, when there was a death in the family, um, it really impacted me very hard. My sister had died quite suddenly, and uh, and for me, it was like, okay, I felt like I was falling apart mm-hmm. and I needed to really do something pretty significant in the business. So I, I knew that I had to do something like... Um, I'd taken some time off, but I was back at work. But I, I made a point of every hour I would walk, go for a walk around the block of this wow. office building where I was, just simply to kind of just just get out in the sun, you know, just to, yeah, yeah. to, to take my mind off and walk around and compose myself and, and kind of get back. And I found that ritual, having that normality of having a ritual was actually very, very peaceful and it, and it certainly helped me to to just get my act together. For whatever reason, I, I had that five-minute breather every to hour. To even find the headspace to make the decision to take a walk around the block every hour, that's pretty good because often in a crisis, we look, well, there's that saying, we lose our heads and, and you know, to, to think straight is really, really hard and that's you almost need... Someone, you know, I, I remember my old man died when I was working in corporate. So I was in a, I was in a job uh, as opposed to running my own business. But I do remember uh, becoming quite manic. It was my way of masking. I actually went into work the next day, and it was what my. I think it, reflecting back, it was my way of kind of not accepting that it had happened. Sure. But I did sure. have uh, my boss at the time who really kind of just said, he sat me down, he said, this is what we're going to do, right? And it was good. I said, look, I, I actually want to stay at work. Um, I was working in an advertising agency and um, it was actually an opportunity. I got the invitations for the funeral done and I did a whole lot of stuff, you know, while I was there. So I said, look, I want to stay here at least for a couple of days, but it was just lovely to have that person come in over the top and and a bit of normality is the other part of that. Sometimes, as emotional a time as that must have been, there's something familiar and comfortable correct. about yep. your desk. About you know the people around you, it's quite awkward for them, of course. You know, they don't, people mm. don't really know how to handle that. But if you've got someone like your boss, wow, that's wonderful to have someone like. Yeah, you. it was amazing. What just a, on that people around you, like during a mm. crisis, Griffo. I wonder whether, and it may depend on the type of crisis, but we're talking to business owners in this show. Do you go and tell those around you, hey, listen, there's something going on at home. I'm not going to be myself. Do you tell Mm. clients, suppliers? Do you, because there is a pressure in hiding behind something? There was. Uh, that's my take on it. I, I think it used to be that, you know, stiff upper lip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's great when people tell you that something's going on and you can deal with it, you can help them, you can support them. Mm. Uh, I have this quite often, you know, a supplier will ring and, you know, say, oh, my, sorry, my kids are sick or, or whatever. You know, not a crisis but a problem, at least you can deal with it. Or someone else will say, oh, look, yeah, a, a family member's died and I've got to deal with this for the next couple of weeks. I'd much rather that than they try and hold it together and, and then you're getting irritated with them and adding pressure to them because they're dropping the ball and, and not doing a good job. I, I think we're much more mature these days and we're much more able to to help other people. If we know, if we don't know, 
we try and fudge our way through there, it. There will be business owners listening to this going, oh, I could never say that to my staff. I could never be I, I could never open up like that. I wonder really? whether well, I, I'm guessing. Mm. I wonder whether therefore the question is, are you creating the type of environment at work that is the best environment? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I found in the times when I've had crisis and I've told my staff and I've said to them, guys, I need your help. Mm. I need you to step up. Yeah. And uh, because I'm I'm kind of falling apart and, I, you know, I'm sorry, it'll be okay, but mm. right here, right now, yeah, I've, right. Got, I've got things that I've got to do and I've got to deal with. They were fabulous. Mm. It's every, I think about every single time that, that it happened to me in some shape or form, my team were amazing. And, uh, and you know, it really was very supportive because all they said was, you don't worry about one thing. We're going to look after the business. It'll be fine. We'll let everyone know. Nothing's going to happen. You go and do what you need to do. And, uh, and I, it was fabulous. I just think businesses that don't wait for the crisis to happen. Business owners that actually create an environment, like I know businesses that have doona days, right? They right. Yeah, uh, uh, two or three doona days a year, acknowledging I am in the cans, fact. You what's that? I am in cans. You realise <laughs> linen sheet days, but you know this. It, it's a, that basically says, "Hey, listen, guys, we're all human. We yep. all have dark days, right?" Yeah. So, therefore, you don't need to ring and lie that you're crook. You don't need to hide behind anything. Just yep. say, doing a day and no questions asked. And, again, you know, like, that's not waiting for a crisis to happen. And so when a crisis does happen, I just think it leads to a more open communication inside the business. I think it's a really – I think it's a great point and something that – Geez, I, I think we should all be doing in business. But another interesting kind of thing that comes out of that as well, that if you're communicating openly and we're concerned about telling our customers or our clients that something's wrong, I think that... I think that's actually doing your customers and your clients a disservice. I think that, you know, they're not going to dump you for business if you say, hey, someone's died and I need to take a month mm. off and do this. They're not going to do that. If they're going to do that, did you want to do work with them anyway, mm. realistically? I think that, that that when I've been in that situation where a supplier has said to me, I've got this problem, my, my response is how can I help? You tell me what I can do to help. Well, I just kind of want to know that you're not going to go somewhere else if we can't service your work for a month. Yeah. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Don't even give that a second thought. I'll give you so much work when you're back on board, you won't know what to do with it. So for now, go and do what you're doing. And I think that enables other people to help you. You know, because you're right. What you said earlier on, we're kind of stiff up our lip. You know, we've got to manage all of this on our own. And I see the problem with that is when you're a business owner trying to manage it all on your own and not show anyone, they know anyway that something's wrong. We can't hide it. But all that happens is it takes you forever to recover. And I don't think you actually really do recover. You just hide stuff away and it comes up somewhere else down the line at worse. Well, here's the thing. I think there's also a lot of business owners, and I'll, I've been guilty of this, are wearing the undies on the outside, right, being, yeah. being a superhero. Uh, yeah, And, you know, try and be a superhero during a crisis, and that can often end in tears because you can't do it all yourself. And, again, you know, like it's interesting, this discussion is about what, what staying productive during a crisis, but I just think there's also some wonderful learnings of, like, right now when you are in non-crisis mode to establish a business that 
can handle a crisis no that matter is, what happens. Awesome point to make mm. a business that's resilient enough that if something terrible happened, you'd be able to survive it because you have the right attitude, the right philosophy, the right people, the right uh, the right culture. Mm. Uh, I, I think that's um, absolutely essential. And, and the reality is we never, never know. And I know that's an obvious thing to say, but I had a buddy of mine two weeks ago, runs an advertising agency, went to the doctor on a Friday afternoon, oh, had a quadruple bypass on the Sunday. What? You know, off work for four months. You know, there's only two of them, you know, two partners yep. in this business. And they have an extraordinary relationship. Now, this business will get through, it'll be fine and dandy. Well, let's just put, what is it about the, what is extraordinary about that relationship? Because that's significant. And interesting. Well, the first and foremost, I got a phone call from uh, my friend's business partner to tell me that he's just had a quadruple bypass. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing that I thought, wow, this this guy who I don't know as well has rung me to to let me know that uh, my friend was ill or the rest of it. I said, well, Roberto, my head goes, is this chap alive? And he said, yeah, he's okay, prognosis is good. And then, of course, my business owner hat went on and I said, how long is he off for? And he said, four to six months probably. It was pretty bad. And I said, how are you going to run the business? How are you going to... And he said, that's okay. You know, we've thought about stuff like this. We've talked about it. We've got mechanisms in place. The only thing that matters is that Sen gets better. Hmm. That, he said that's the only thing that matters. We so they the talked about it. They talked about it. They'd they'd put plans in place. They had an open enough relationship. Probably the same. They've talked about it with clients and there's no surprises. So I remember it's a wonderful thing and it relates to this discussion like no surprises was a kind of, was in the terms and conditions of a business that I used to do some work for. Right, like, right. And, and that's great. Okay, cool. In order for no surprises, then you've got to lay your hand out. You've got to lay your cards down and say this is where we're at. This is what... This is how we go about business, and that's yeah. I like that. Yeah, interesting. And again, it comes back to that whole culture concept and that honest discussions. You know, what's the worst that can happen? And even when we, you know, talking again back to productivity. I mean, I know for myself, um, after my sister had passed away, and I went back to work, I probably went back to work a little bit earlier, and um, and, and I really wasn't ready. Like I was still quite teary, and mm. and you know, it was it was very it was a very difficult emotional time for me. But I did find that a couple of people, like your boss, actually, um, one of my clients in particular was an older guy who I'd been working with for about 10 years, and he just took me aside and, and he said, look, Andrew, you've come back to work too early, but I get that, you know, that's how you, you know, you're one of those guys, you, you know, bury yourself in your work and all the rest of it. But he said, but I'm going to check in with you once a week and I'm going to ask wow. you how you are and I don't want bullshit. Mm. I, don't, I don't want you to turn around and go, oh, I'm fine. I want you to tell me how you are and I'm going to commit to doing this for the next one year. Yep. And he, and he did. Every wow. week on a Friday morning this guy rang me and I went, God, how amazing. I even went to the point where I'm going, look, Peter, you don't need to ring me anymore. I'm okay. And he said, yeah, I've been there as well. And he said, next week you might not be. Yeah, and it might be a 30-second phone call. Oh. And I thought, well, interesting. So what a lot of what, what I've learned out of a lot of this is how other people have um, treated me when I've been in a crisis has really framed how I treat other people mm. in a crisis. And, uh, and I think that the two ideally go a little bit hand in hand. We get better at helping others and we also get better at asking for help um, around there. And, and, uh, and you know, it's, it's easy to get um, dismissive of this stuff, but I think it's vitally important. Listeners, we are talking about how to stay productive in business during a crisis. And, um, Griffo, uh, a little thing, like some wonderful quotes, like this too shall pass. You know, often we kind of get so immersed in what is happening that we just think this is how it's going to be now forever. 
and everything everything passes, you know? It does. It does. And, and, you know, you always come out better in some shape or form. And, and, and I know that, again, we can kind of go, oh, there's such cliche thoughts. But when you go through these things, they're, they're the truth. Things yeah. take time. Yeah. It takes time to recover. You'll be a different person at the other side of it. But but you do at some stage have to function. You've got to, you know, you've got to run your business. Mm. You know, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be doing work. And, and I think that you've got to do the things that are going to, you've got to ease yourself in gently and you've also got to be able to read yourself and, as you say, have a, have a Duna day. Duna day. You go, look, guys, I'm really sorry, but it's just not working today. Mm. And and the rest of the team, no worries, we'll pick up. You know, we'll pick up that. We can do that. We can manage that. You go, that's perfect. I'm going to get a bit woo-woo on you, right? I like, it's not very funny business, though, today, is it? We're not very it's not, funny. It's sort of, sort of serious business. <laughs> Somber business Somber today. business. But the woo-woo <laughs> part of it is, and I always do this, when I have, whether it be... Uh, large crisis or a mini crisis is like, what's the learning? And it's not an easy question to ask or even to remember to ask in the heat of the moment. But I do believe that we are delivered things uh, in our business and personal life for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So asking yourself, you say, well, well, great. What's the learning from a family member passing away? Well, I, I don't know the answer to that, but what can you learn from it? What can you do differently if this is how it's, you know, if you're in this place right now, you know, what what, what can you do to mm. take something from it? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. It's easier said than done. Mm. The other thing is um, self-talk during a crisis too, you know, like just checking what you're saying to yourself. That bloke who asked you to call, who checked in every week, you know, you're saying, well, you know, I'm all right now, but he's like, what are we saying to ourselves in between times? Because sometimes you wouldn't say to your best friend what you say to yourself. No, exactly, exactly. Well, and and also another part of that, I think that leads on for me is is when your team have stepped up and, um, sorry, just to frame this a little bit, Mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of PR. So, and one of the areas that I did PR was in crisis management. So we had to deal with things like, you know, plane crashes, death on, you know, in, in a workplace, you know, people killed in industrial accidents, companies going broke, you know, that's a crisis and, yeah. and all the rest of it. Um, but you had to deal with those things. And, and normally, um, like a death in a workplace was, a you know, the worst of the worst, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, the entire business is just comes to a standstill. It's complete shock. Everyone is in shock. Or an employee dying suddenly, you know, not of an accident but of, you know, a heart attack or something. And, and everyone kind of kind of goes through the motions and goes, well, that's terrible but we've got to do our job and get on with it. But what can often happen is several months afterwards, like everyone's had to step up and do what they need to do while people manage it. But then, then a kind of depression can settle in on the business. And I've had people talk about this phenomenon in the PR space, say, well, the business doesn't go broke in that first couple of months. People kind of do what they need to do and rally around. But then the depression can kind of set in with everyone a couple of months later. And uh, once they're, they're over the initial crisis, but they're just kind of exhausted by it, the real danger zone can be then. Mm. You know, the next two or three months, they stop being productive. They stop doing the work. People are more sick days start to happen. It's because they haven't actually dealt with it as such. They haven't really kind of framed it. They haven't really kind of said, okay, well, this has happened. We need to understand it, talk about it. How do we all feel? And how do we move on from here? And uh, it's another interesting part of this process. Griffo, we have covered, I reckon there's a good 10 points about how to stay productive in business during a crisis. Not a lot of gags, not a lot of gags there. Lots of good learnings. Hopefully, if someone is listening to this and a crisis does happen in the future, they'll manage it a little bit better. 
but I'm going to ask you for your top three jokes now. No, I'm not. That would be unfair. That's always a hard one. It's like, tell me a joke. I haven't got one. I had one, but I've forgotten it. But, you know, like, always yeah, hard. No. Always and hard. You can't do that on a sombre topic with man flu. <laughs> no, You know, no. like, jeez. Hey, Griffo, uh, thanks, mate. I... Uh, we're both a bit under the pump here, uh, falling off our chairs with the man flu. I think we got there. I hope that was a, pr- a productive, useful episode of understanding just what you can do in a crisis to stay productive. And um, mm. maybe we'll hear from the odd listener who um, who implements one of those little learnings we shared. And and maybe one other thing people get out of it, though, is how to help other people that are going through nice. a crisis as well. And yeah. uh, so it might, might, might not just be you going through a crisis, but it's someone who you're working with or you know, maybe that'll help. So you, you, just to be clear there, well, it's not all about me? No. Well, most of the time it's about me. Right. You know, but, but I'm happy to share the stage. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Timbo. Thanks, folks. Righto. Did you find that helpful? I reckon it was helpful. It just wasn't that funny. And funny for me is a criteria I put on myself, a pressure that I unnecessarily put on myself. But I would I would hope that it differentiates this show from other marketing podcasts. But, you know, every now and then you've got to have the serious conversation. So my top three learnings from talking to Griffo about working through a crisis. Thanks to the very, very good folk at Net Registry who get your online marketing sorted and the guys at 99designs who will get you a design you'll love, guaranteed. Now, number one, create an open, transparent workplace where employees know that it's okay to share. That'd be a great thing to be proud of, that you're knowing that you, the boss, have created a workplace like that. Learning number two, look out for those around you. They may even be in the middle of a crisis right now and not telling anyone. There's a wonderful campaign in Australia called Are You OK Day, which I really like. Uh, It's generally around depression and anxiety, that campaign, but just looking out for our workers, for everyone around us, you know, Sometimes we think, oh, they were a bit weird towards me, but it's not, don't take it personally. they got a crisis going on. So maybe have your crisis antennae a little bit more active going forward. Learning number three, reduce your expectations around your productivity during a crisis. Don't be so harsh on yourself. What did you learn? I would love to know. Okay, I'm going to bang on for a minute. Not a minute. 30 seconds. Leave a comment in the show notes of this episode. The show notes are like the blog post for this episode. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, look out for episode 256, just key that into the search box and leave a comment. What did you learn? What did you take away from this episode? Maybe we missed something. Maybe there's a learning that you can share. Share it. You'll make a difference. You'll even get a backlink back to your website. And that's got a lot of Google juice about it. So see you in the show notes. That very well-known marketer, Martin Luther King, once said, If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do... You must keep moving forward. 
smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Love that quote. What a, always got to keep moving forward. That's progress. Be productive. Don't let perfection get in the way. Right, I've got to listen to question from John. Joan. I don't know how to pronounce it. Spelled J-O-E-R-N. I'm going to call him or her Joe. I'm sorry. I know. I don't. I'm not very good with non-Aussie names. They say, Dear Timbo, I run a small online marketing agency out of Hamburg, Germany. Just a quick question. Is there a reason why you do not link to your Facebook page and Twitter account on your website? At least I couldn't find your social media profiles and had to look for you via the still weak Facebook internal search. Just curious. All the very best to you and keep it up, Joe. Thanks, Joe. That's a really good question. My very simple response, (laughs) very embarrassed to say this, is that I'm slack. I put my Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn links in the about part of my website. Where I rattle on about myself, I've got my social media links, but they're kind of hidden, right? I am very keen to keep visitors on my site, Joe. I want them to listen to my podcast. I want them to join my forum. I want you to join my forum. I want you to read my blog. Blogs, I should say. And I want you to join my list. So if I send you off easily to Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all that, you'll be watching cats fall off ladders within 30 seconds. Because whilst the Small Business Big Marketing's Facebook page is kind of funny where I share the lighter side of marketing, you know what Facebook's like. You just skip over to your timeline and the next thing you know, you're just seeing who's with who and eating what and why and all that type of stuff. That said, I have now added all my social media links, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google+, YouTube, Meetup, to the footer of my website over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. So there was an element of slackness, an element of, I just want to keep you on my website, but I found a nice little kind of midway point. So Joe, thank you so much for your question all the way from Hamburg, Germany. And uh, if you've got a question for me, guys, head over to the contact button on um, smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and you can flick me an email and uh, I might just address it on the show. Righto. That was a long show, wasn't it? Longer than normal. I'm trying to get them down to 30 minutes. Not always easy. Needs to be as long as it needs to be, not a second more. I felt it needed to be longer today. Hey, there's plenty of marketing gold coming up. In uh, the coming episode, I will be talking to that memory coach that I've been mentioning who's memorised the yellow pages, and he's going to show me how to remember people's names. I am hopeless at remembering people's names. Great with faces. I've met you, but I just don't know your name. What's what's your name again? So he's going to help me uh, overcome that very rude part of my existence. Hey, be sure to use Net Registry to get all your online marketing sorted. New packages. They have over at netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo. Got a new ad for them coming out soon, which will talk about one of their wonderful do-it-yourself website packages. Do it for me, I should say. Do it for me. 
not do it yourself. And 99 Designs, thanks guys. You can head over there, 99designs.com forward slash Timbo to get a design you'll love within seven days guaranteed and a free $99 upgrade to your briefing. Gotta love that. Hey, if you do use any of my sponsors with great success, please let me know over uh, email me, tim at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. If you're serious about taking your marketing to the next level, join the inner circle, the forum over at crankmymarketing.com. And if you've got a conference coming up, then book me. I promise not to disappoint. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. Always have been, always will be. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.